Yes? Oh, uh, leave it there. No, 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 on the table there. Thank you. Generally, it is the so-called frailer or weaker sex who are so conscious of the passage of time that they hear the knell of doom in the number 40. Generally speaking, that is. To Robert Holmes, though, 40 held all the terrors that modern man can imagine within its two crisp syllables. 40. 17 days short. Oddly, with each succeeding year, the age gap between him and Eloise seemed to widen, as if time were carrying him along and leaving her behind. In the beginning, she had looked at him as being attractively mature, while now, he felt, she regarded him as growing old. It was no trick of the imagination, the way he saw Eloise looking at the younger men in the club, and a number of them, young bucks like Edward Mathis were not above doing something about it. Poor Robert. He should have done something about it himself. Instead, he allowed it to prey on his mind and that pathetic little number, the one that comes after 39, carried him beyond midnight. The new soak and pre-wash powder presents Beyond Midnight by Michael McCabe. I had a letter recently from Mrs. V.P. Head of 7th Street Parkmore to Hannesburg, and she said, I cannot fully describe my utter delight on returning to the washing to find the stubborn stains of two months standing completely removed. I am so glad I discovered your product, Biotex. And now Mrs. J. Longman of Cambridge, West East London, wrote to say, Just a word of thanks for your new soak and wash powder, Biotex. I find it almost too good to be true. I've just finished my first packet, and I washed all my baby's woolens with it, and they really do stay white. And what is more, they keep their shape so well, too. Once again, thanks for a wonderful product. I'm just hoping you won't wait too long before putting a large economy-sized packet on the market. Well, thank you, Mrs. Head of Parkmore and uh, Mrs. Longman for your endorsements. I, too, can endorse Biotex by making certain claims to you ladies, the most important of which is that with Biotex, the stubbornest, the very stubbornest stains just vanish merely by soaking. I'll get it, darling. Hello. Oh, hello, Bill. Look, I've been dying to hear what you thought happened the other day.
by this time convinced himself that the only answer to his problem lay in his wife's death. Oh, dear. That Beryl, she is the limit. She really is. Beryl? Oh, you know Beryl. No, I don't know Oh, Beryl. of course you do, darling. Beryl Krimmer. She got married last spring to that tennis player, John something or other. John. You were terribly surprised. He's at least seven years younger than she is. <clears throat> Nevis thinks he's the most beautiful man she's ever known. I've never seen hair so fair, and he's got so much of it. Yes, there was, had youth, vitality, and longevity was a family trait. This combination virtually eliminated all chance for a natural death. Thus, Robert Holmes found himself with a sole possibility. In order for Eloise to die, he would have to kill her himself. One dry martini. Oh, thanks. <laughs> you and the martinis, Mr. Holmes. I always thought it was only Americans who drank them. <laughs> Give me a nice pint any day of the week. Dry? <laughs> As the desert breeze. You've never been to America, have you, Mr. Holmes? No, no. <clears throat> no, I've never been to America. Uh, they say it's a wonderful country. That's a nice cigarette case, Mr. Holmes. Hmm? Yes, so wife gave it to me for my 30... for my birthday. Yeah. You live out at Huntington, don't you, Mr. Holmes? Mm. Yeah, that's right. 134. On my home. That's a nice house, I know it. It's got a tennis court, garage for four cars. It's big. Mm. I used to work for the bloke who owned it during the war. Jack Conyers owned it then. He was a bootlegger. A what? <laughs> that's why they call him in the States, Mr. Holmes. Distillers of and runners of market liquor. Oh, during the war, the customers telephoned orders and we get the stuff out of the stockroom under the garage and send it out to them mm. at black market prices. Uh, police were never able to run under it. the garage. Mm. But there's, there's no room under the garage. Well, it's probably been filled in a long time ago. But there used to be one under there. There was a trap door in the garage floor and some steps leading down. Mm. The door was on a spring and you had to push it in a certain place to make the trap open. Oh, yes. Oh, excuse me. Got to go as customers. Hello, Bobby boy. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Charlie, you celebrating? Well, wife's gone away. Visiting her sister. <laughs> First time the old... <clears throat> First time she's left me for 15 years. <laughs> Ooh, look, I might be telling tales out of school and all that, but I just saw your charming bride. Well? Well, I mean, maybe I ought to keep my big mouth shut. What? Come on, come on, you old drunkard, up with it. Well, I, I've been around the town to a few pubs today. And... That I can see. Mm. Well, I, I was in the Domino earlier on, and that's why I saw her wife. She was with a youngster called Mathis. Mathis? Edward Mathis? 
Yes, Edward. That's the one, Edward. <laughs> You're sure? Well, look, Bob, I've had a few drinks, but there's nothing wrong with my eyesight. Oh, he's a smart one, that Mathis. He's... <laughs> yeah, very smart. What would you like to do on your birthday, Bob? Spend a couple of weeks off, you know. You'll be 40. You don't have to remind me. Hmm? What? Or would you like to get a crowd together and go to the club? I'm not particularly looking forward to this birthday, if you don't mind. Why? Going to be 40. <laughs> oh, don't be sad. You know what they say, life begins at 40. Oh, for heaven's sake, spare me the cliché. I don't act so blasted smug. One of these days, you too are going to be 40. 40's a long, long way off for me yet. Oh, still, it's nothing to be afraid of. He glanced down the long table at his wife. She had a secret of that, he was sure. Nine years they'd been married now, nine years on her money. Even his job in her father's brokerage firm would go down the drain if anything happened to their marriage. Is anything wrong, Bob? What did you do today? Oh, nothing important. Went to the club, played nine holes and... With whom did you play? What is this, Robert? An inquisition? Well, just what is this all of a sudden? You're acting like a suspicious, peevish old man. Oh, forget it. I've had a bad day at the office. Forget it. Yes, she's a beauty, isn't she? Lovely yellow. Oh, oh hello. Uh, 
Ah, one of the most beautiful cars I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh, mamma mia. Uh, would you, uh, would you ask Mathis if he's not too busy? I'd, I'd like to see him, please. Oh, it won't be in again until this afternoon. Uh, shall I ask him? No, 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 never mind. I'll, uh, I'll come back again some other time. Blazers with work today. That's what Holmes thought that morning. He drove home again. Her car was not in the garage. He moved moodily about the house for a while, drank two drinks, and then suddenly remembered what the barman had said about the old trap door in the cellar of his house. With a strange excitement, he went to investigate. Something had clicked in his mind. ceiling was formed of steel I-beams surmounted by the concrete garage floor. The four walls were concrete too. The floor was hard packed to earth. The air was close and fetid. Wash off. It's detergent resistant. Rally gives sure wax protection that's and long lasting. And the finish is fast, very fast. Johnson's Rally Car Wax in liquid or paste form. Soak, soak, that's all you have to do. Soak, soak, just for an hour or two. Fine, it's look as good as new when you use new biotech. Amazing new biotech soaks. Stubborn stains away. Clean, clean, everything soon will be clean, clean, for all the world to see. Soak, soak, stains away easily when you use new Biotex. Get amazing new Biotex today and let soaking do the washing. Thursday, a week and two days before his 40th birthday, Robert Holmes decided not to go to work. He told his wife he had some paperwork to wade through and accordingly he shut himself into his study and waited. An observer hidden with him in that room, though, would have observed 
that the gentleman in question opened no books, picked up no pens. Instead, he merely waited and listened close by the door. After a while, he heard Elwaz go to the telephone, make a call, and agree with one of her women friends to play golf that day. She replaced the phone, just as Robert stepped out into the hall. Oh, hello, darling. Finished already? No, just uh, taking a breather. <laughs> well, I hate to make you jealous, but... What's that? Hmm? Well, what's that on your neck? Neck? Just... Robert did a very workmanlike job of throttling Elwaz. As soon as he had finished, he carried her down to the room under the garage and buried her in the shallow grave he had dug the day before. By the time he carried this out, washed his hands and straightened his tie, barely five minutes had passed. In another 15 minutes, he was sitting at his desk at his office in town. Came 4.30 that afternoon. Uh, Miss Cook, I've, I've got a bit of a nasty pain in my stomach. In fact, I, uh, I don't feel well at all. I, I'd like you to ring my wife, please. If she's not at home, she'll be either at the Dawson's or with some friends. I'm sorry, Mr. Holmes. Awfully sorry. I, I've tried all the places you said, but no one's seen her today. Huh? Uh, this Mrs. Um, uh, Mrs. Bascom said she talked to your wife this morning. They were supposed to play golf together. Apparently, Mrs. Holmes just didn't turn up. Mm. That's strange. Yes, sir. That's strange. Not like it was at all. Uh, try my home phone. Oh, yes, sir. That's the first place I tried. No one answered. How does your tummy feel now? <sighs> Seems to be getting worse than anything. Oh. Must have been something I had at lunch. Well, you shouldn't go home if there's no one there. Uh, here. <sighs> That's the number of the woman who does for us. It's... Thursday today, the day off. Uh, we'll call her and explain the situation. Yes, uh, tell her to take a taxi out to the house and say, I'll be there within the hour. Would you like me to drive you home, Mr. Holmes? That's very nice of you. I hate to inconvenience you, though. Oh, it's no trouble, sir. I'll get you a hat and coat, shall I? You won't need your briefcase, will you? Or, or is there something? Uh, yes. No, 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 quite. Yes, of course. No, 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 I found them. Yes. No, I suppose not. Oh, thank you. Oh, what about the last of the hospitals? In fact, it is the last within 20 miles, anyhow. Well, could she have gone on a trip, do you suppose? No, no, no. She'd have told me. The car's still there. Maybe you should call the police. Mum had to do that about Dad once. They found him three months later, sitting in a park in Manchester, feeding the pigeons. Well, if I don't hear anything within the hour, I will call them. Uh, yes, I'd I better do that. Now, where's Mrs. Ruddy Watson? You, you phoned her. She promised to be here. I, look, I, I don't want to keep them. I've told you before, Sergeant Wilkins, and I'll tell you again. People do not simply disappear. 
She's got to be somewhere. Oh, we've checked and rechecked every way she could have left the town, Inspector. And she didn't leave. She's still here somewhere. Yeah. Uh, perhaps we'd better let the newspapers have a crack at it. You know that's out. Her father's a very big man. The editors of some of the biggest national papers are like Siamese twins to him, let alone the locals. He doesn't want anything in the paper about it. He says she might have just gone away for a while and doesn't want to be embarrassed. Mm. You know... That husband knows more than he's saying. Maybe he killed her. No, that wouldn't surprise me one bit. And what did he do with the body? Well, maybe he buried her. Maybe he dissolved her in acid and washed her down the drain. I don't know what he did with her. We've been through and over every darned inch of the ground on the property. If just supposing he did bump her off, Sergeant, where the heck did he bury her? Uh, well, anyway, Holmes can account almost for every second from the time Mrs. Baskin talked to his wife on the phone until the time he found in the missing persons report. His alibis too darn good. A jury doesn't convict people for having good alibis. And suddenly a whole new world opened up before Robert Holmes. Exciting possibilities. There were no boundaries, it seemed to him now. The world was his oyster. He decided that it was a holiday he was needing. A long, long holiday. Of course, he'd keep the house. He would refrain from letting it or anything stupid like that. You can't let the ruddy thing. Not with what the room under the garage contained. Not with what's downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Although, of course, who could ever find it? But then no one could ever find it. They might just get into conversation with the barman. Might just happen to talk with old Dutch in the bar. Oh, that's a bit dodgy. Certainly would. Imagine it. Oh, so you read number 134 on the hill. Used to wait eight, three years ago. Before the present owner, of course. Rich geese has it now. His wife disappeared in mysterious circumstances. It's never been found. Some people reckon he had something to do with it. But they never managed to make anything of it. Yes, well, underneath the garage floor, there's this cellar place. All you do, as I remember, is to find a certain place on the wall. Oh, no. Definitely not Robert Holmes. Certainly not. Look the whole place up. Put it in the hands of reliable lawyers. And I'll take it. I'll uh, return from time to time, of course. Of course. Otherwise, otherwise, uh, people might think I've run away. Ah, south of France, I think. Then, uh, Switzerland. Jason, please. Hmm. Yes, I, I think he is expecting me to ring. Thank you. Bless you. Touch for reminding me of the moment. Uh, hello? Uh, Inspector? Uh, Robert Holmes here? Yes, yes. Uh, no, 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 I... Look, Inspector, I, I, I've got to get away just, just for a while. It, it's been a terrible strain on me, as you can imagine. Hmm? Uh, France. Yeah, yes, of course. And, and if she turns up, as I, I, I'm sure she must, the silly girl. Now, if you can contact me. 
No, no, I, I'm sorry, Inspector. I, I will not allow such a terrible possibility to play on my mind. Now, I, I'm sure she merely decided on the spur of the moment to... Hmm? Oh, thank you. That's nice of you. But it, it's perfectly all right, then. I mean, I thought I'd just check. Good. Good, fine. Hmm. Uh, well, as soon as I've got an address, I'll... Yeah. Right? Right, Jerry, uh, thank you for all your help. No ordinary day, this. It was Robert Holmes' 40th birthday. He had allowed the woman who did for him leave for an indefinite period. On a generous retainer, of course. He began to pack. Then he discovered an annoying thing. He couldn't find the diamond-studded tie clip that Eloise had given him for his 39th birthday. tried to remember when he had last worn it. It had been the day he had killed Elwaz. He remembered dressing and waiting for her to make a phone call. Later, he had carried her down to the room. He had placed her in the grave and covered her. It's got to be down there. The only place it can be. Oh, I can't believe it. Cost at least a thousand pounds. Diamonds are huge. Where anyone ever found the room and found her? And the tight clip of her, too. No, I'm, there's no risk anyway. I'm, I'm alone. And so, accordingly, he got a torch, opened the trap, and started down the stairs. He was halfway down when he heard the car approach. Who oh, the blazes? The coppers must be. to the trap door above him, Robert realized that the car and whoever had driven it there had come into the garage. It had to be the police. I'll wait for you here. Who's that? It's not the police. Several minutes passed. Then came another voice. Nobody seems to be home. The back door's open, but no one came in. I rang. Might be in the bar. She said deliver it this morning. I'm positive of that. It's his birthday. What shall we do? <laughs> Suddenly, Robert recognized the second voice. Ed Mathis. Mathis? We'll leave the car where it is. It's uh, safe, huh? We'll go back to town in your car. Waiting a decent interval, Robert searched for the tie clip and found it. Now he's ready to go. South of France, blue waters and film starlets with loose morals awaited him. Swimming, fishing, Sailing. Golf. <coughs> the door remained shut. He placed his back against the trap. He strained against it with all the power of his back and legs. And then he felt a wave of terror. Like a page slowly unfolding before him, he saw it. Ed Mathis. The secret meeting with Eloise. Mathis was a car salesman at the place where he had admired the beautiful car that day. His birthday. Forty. 
Standing there like a poised missile, just inches above him, the yellow, beautiful sports car. With one wheel resting firmly on the trap door. and paint the town red. But what about your headache? Oh, that's gone. Grandpa Headache Powders did the trick. Grandpa Headache Powders kill pain, soothe strained nerves and lift depression. Grandpa Headache Powders are extra effective because they have a triple action. Grandpa Headache Powders work extra fast because they dissolve almost immediately. Get fast effective relief from any pain, all pain. Get Grandpa Headache Powders. Ah, Grandpa. With amazing new Biotex, the stubbornest stains will vanish. Yes, vanish clean away. Just by soaking your laundry overnight in cold water, or for an hour or two in warm water, or by pre-washing it quickly in your washing machine. Get amazing new Biotex today. Beyond Midnight is presented every Friday night at half past nine by Biotex, the new soak and pre-wash powder. The program is adapted for broadcasting and produced by Michael McCabe.